At the request of our contest winner, we discuss Teen Witch. Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Hello, I'm Stuart Wellington. How are ya? I'm Elliot Kalin. Holy crap. All what? of the classic flavors together. The original peaches. Um, You've used that one before. Oh, you? have I? Yeah. You, you know, the flavors thing's new, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Elliot, I'm glad that you were able to come down here uh, now that you're a celebrity. Yeah, climb yep. down off your pedestal. Yeah, well, Zeus. it's tough. Lo- it's lonely at the top. Now, of, of Twitter. So Gawker identified you as a celebrity on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised by that. Apparently on par sure, with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> are you sure they did not think that you were the character Elliot from the film E.T.? I am. Or, they probably don't. Or perhaps Cato Kalen. I don't think so. All right. No. Neither. Is it spelled the same? You have now joined. No, it's not. What, Cato? No, no, Kalen, the way he spells it is different from the way we spell it. Yeah, and Cato, though. Cato is spelled the same as... The, ca- the character Cato. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cato is his nickname. It wasn't real, his real name. Really? Yeah. Well, why do people call him that? I actually don't know how he got the nickname. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> but you have, uh, you've now joined uh, Aaron Sorkin as literally the only television writer who is also a celebrity. Uh, not No, also listed by Gawker was my office mate, Hallie Hagland, okay. also a television writer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Dick Wolf, I feel, is has some celebrity-ish things about him. Okay, I guess so. For a while, Stephen J. Cannell until he passed away. That's true. Um, Stephen Bochco. Okay. Uh, Tom Fontana. Man, he's showing you up, Dan. So you're putting yourself on... I am above them. Tier. I'm above, above all Bochco. of those guys, yes. Now that you're a celebrity, are you going to start canoodling with people? Oh, I, I already have been. I've been sighted at the 21 Club and the Coconut Club. Wow. I like the scarf you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. You've been sighted at the Brown Derby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. the, I, the scarf, thank you for noticing. I've had to accessorize a lot more as a celebrity. Sure. So the scarf, the denim jacket, the sunglasses, it the rings. It always be windy. Yeah. Windy where you're at. Well, that's part of being famous is there's always a, a, a slight breeze. Yeah, or you're just going places quickly. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Because you're so busy. Well, um, speaking of busy, yeah, I somehow made it into onto that Gawker page, and I don't quite know why or Ziggy. I think mm-hmm. really, it's Ziggy that took me over the top. Three yeah, years right. later, how long ago was that? Uh, time has no meaning <laughs> inside of here <laughs> and inside of this MP3 player. And of course, casually referring to Ziggy, we of course mean when you starred in the adaptation of Ziggy. Yeah, yeah, on Broadway mm-hmm. when you played Ziggy from uh, The Wire in that uh, that high school recreation of the second season of The Wire. Well, I did. It was a one man show in which I played the comic strip character Ziggy, the Wire character Ziggy, and Ziggy Marley. Okay. And at the end, there was a surprise appearance by Ziggy Stardust, played by myself. <clears throat> <laughs> that was that was really a surprise. I yeah, wasn't expecting and that. And we played the audience out of the theater. <laughs> Me and the spiders from Mars played by myself. <sighs> that was an amazing production. Yeah. I was honored. I deserved that Tony <laughs> that I didn't win. Energy. One word. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too bad I couldn't bottle that. Yeah, if you could. Straight to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Well, um, in honor of us all being together for the first time in over a, a decade, month. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> over a decade. You look great, though. Thank you. You too. Yeah, you guys both look great. Mm-hmm. I hope we have time to catch up. See to... how we. <laughs> I, you're right. I was just flattering I mean, you. The last time you've aged saw... horribly. <laughs> Thank you. The last time we all saw each other, I think, it was when uh, Flophouse Mania was in full swing. Oh yeah. And we well, were at each other's throats. There was so much tension. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted the Flophouse to go in this one. Living direction. in the limelight like that. Well, what direction did you want the Flophouse to go in? A lot more pornos instead of normal movies, <laughs> mm-hmm. and instead of recording a podcast, I wanted to masturbate as a group. <laughs> we tried it. We tried it once little, we, during our experimental phase. It was a little uncomfortable. I mean, even after we set up those Asian-style screens between the three of us. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I mean, those little... those were less Asian-style screens and more uh, empty window frames. Yeah. With I no was, glass in them. You I could was, see right through. I was barely able to uh, finish to completion. Oh, because for me, it was difficult uh, controlling my ejaculate. <laughs> okay. You had to think of so much baseball. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the stats, the players' abilities. <laughs> the different uniforms and costumes throughout sure. the years, the mascots. Uh, a lot of Lenny Dykstra's face. Yeah, I find that to, uh, to delay, I just think of the Utz potato chips ad <laughs> at Yankee Stadium, and that helps me out a lot. I thought you were going to say you think of the Utz potato chip girl, the little cartoon. I'm not a pedophile. Come <laughs> no, on. That's why I say to, de- to delay. I would horrify myself. Yeah, but no, if but you combine the two. No, no, no. no. I think delay. of the logo. He doesn't want I think to. of the Utz potato chips logo. Okay. And what it looks like when I'm at Yankee Stadium. I see. So, oh, yeah, we were fighting a lot. Yeah. But we're if not that anymore. doesn't work, there's the Ray Katina used car billboard uh, that you see when you're driving into the city. That is very specific. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I live uh, in, this, in, in, in the New York area, and I still don't know what you're talking about. Well, so. you can go look for it. Okay. So, <laughs> it'll be a flop now house. People know where we're at. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't, we've never referenced uh, recording this. In New York before, <laughs> sure. Um, so, but, but we're all together, and that meant we had to do something special. Yeah. Or m- more accurately, we kept putting off doing something special <laughs> until we could all get together. And that special thing is to talk about our contest-winning uh, film. The uh, our, uh, you probably so we watched the film. We wait, wait, hold uh, up, hold we, up. You were implying that the film won a contest. <laughs> yeah, we watched we watched Black Swan, right? <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, we watched the Saturn Award-winning film. <laughs> I the can't Sci-Fi make... Channel original, <laughs> Manticore. <laughs> to recap, Crocosaurus. To reset this That's for the audience called Dynacroc. that has both forgotten that this ever happened and gotten confused by our stream of gibberish. That's different than Croc Diner, All right, by come the way. on. I'm trying to... <laughs> the diner where they serve crocodiles? No, it's the, the one that crocodiles work at a diner. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And then they go back to the swamp after their shift. <laughs> That's a real tourist. Not very That's successful. A, a I see them taking off the apron, throwing it over the apron hook as they slither back into the swamp. I mean, the yes. problem with that place is once you get over the novelty of the crocodiles working there, the food isn't just not very good. No, they're not good at all. Sure. Um, and they'll eat you. <laughs> but what happened is we had a contest a while back, and the prize was that the winner would get to choose a film uh, for us, for to, us to, 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 to talk about. And it was a transparent ploy to uh, allow us to watch a movie that wasn't new, perhaps a classic bad movie. Um, or a good movie. Or, yeah. I mean, we, they we, could we, have we chosen Casablanca, Arabia. Arabia, The Godfather, 
Sure. Uh, you know, any of those movies. Big Money Rustlers. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Literally Opera, anything. <laughs> any movie. Yeah. But the, the person chose Teen Witch. Teen Burl. Witch. Teen Witch? Teen, teen Witch. Witch. It's a sandwich made out of teens. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> I like mine without mayo. Okay. Virginia mayo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, yep. now, that, now that that's out of our system. I don't think it is. I, I think it'll come back. Yeah, I don't think Dan's driving anymore. <laughs> no, there is no driver. Yeah, we watched the movie Teen No, the Witch. driver's either missing or dead. Yeah, I think it was Death a movie about a, uh, a teenager who, uh, you guys can correct me, uh, finds out that You're on she's, solid ground so far. Yep, she finds out she's a witch yep. from... Uh, Zelda Rubenstein? Yep. Or Stein? I don't know how it's pronounced. And she uses her witch powers to give herself all of the things uh, her heart desires. Well, let's let's talk about this. With character. literally no problem. Her name is Louise Miller. Okay, she's, she's, she's played by Robin Lively, who is somehow related to Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a piece of trivia. Conjoined I, twins, I believe. It's a, it's yeah. a piece of well, trivia that I know, but I don't know well. I've actually never exactly seen them in the, the same room together, so mm-hmm. I think they're the same person. Wow. So you're saying she used her teen witch powers to stay forever young. That was a movie, Dan. <laughs> Come yeah, on. What, what the fuck do you think we are, like <laughs> yeah, crazy forever, people? Forever, do, you, forever, do you think Alf is real? Like, what do you? <laughs> no, Forever Young was a movie, but I'm saying that Robin Lively used her teen witch powers. Forever Young was a great movie based on the song of the same name. What? Yeah. Wait, The Man Without a Face? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was based on a different song. Okay. So... So Louise wait, wait, Miller. wait, are we just going to jump over the fact that Dan thinks this movie <laughs> is real life? Dan thought it was a documentary about a real witch. Oh, okay. No, it's American Teen Witch, right? <laughs> that's what we watched? Well, that's a teen witch with American cheese on it. <laughs> <laughs> so Teen Witch, Louise Miller, she's very unpopular. She's got one friend who wears hats all the time. And she has a, a brother. Awesome, I think her name She was. has a younger brother who is some sort of ambisexual glutton. Yeah, yeah, a, he wore, wore a lot of vests. A, a, a portly uh, irritant with a um, lesbian mullet. With a flair for fashion. Yeah. Uh, and she has kind a crush. A, kind of a Drew Barrymore like a look, if you ask me. I think you're the only one who saw that <laughs> no, in him. It's there. So she has a crush on Brad, the uh, Ooh, the, I, the football player. Oh, okay. That, that Brad. Yeah. And, Brad uh, from Rocky Horror. Yeah. Brad Bird, director <laughs> wow. of The Incredibles. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, yeah, uh, and but she can't she can't get a break. The girl, the popular girl, lives across the street from her. She's got that big ugly yeah. coat that she has to wear. She wears a lot of big ugly coats and ugly sweaters. <laughs> Everyone in the movie wears ugly. She was sentenced to wear it. It's yeah, her kids well, it's a Harrison Bergeron type thing. Yeah. She has two beautiful shoulders. Yeah, so they make her wear a giant coat, a giant boxy coat, mm-hmm, to hide them. She is caught in a storm one night, wasn't, right? Wasn't, or maybe it was just nighttime. Wasn't Zach Galligan in that Harrison Bergeron movie? The one for Showtime? Yeah. Or Cinemax? Showtime. Yeah, one of the two. I never Continue. saw it. Continue. She gets... I think there was a single lightning strike. So she runs for shelter at the uh, the haunted-looking home of a fortune teller played by Legend of Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> and she tells her, you're a witch, you'll turn 16 next week, and your witch powers are going to show up. She turns 16, her birthday party is ruined because there's another party that night, so none of her friends show up, even her best friend, who calls to tell her that the other party is going on. But she gets her witch powers. Bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. 
and she uses them to briefly turn her brother into a dog and make her her uh, mean English teacher strip in front of the class. Okay. Played by uh, Shelley Berman. Yeah. Hilarious. She uses it to to win a rap battle. Well, to help her friend win a rap battle. Well, to to win to out. win the heart of her her own crush. Uh, in the already classic song, Top That. Mm-hmm. And then she becomes really pop. She makes herself the most popular girl in school. Brad loves her now. She gets the lucky coat from the but singer she... of... Uh, Never uh, Gonna Be the Same Again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She learns that popularity has a price. What price, I'm not really clear on, because it doesn't seem that bad. Uh, lack of privacy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And her one friend <laughs> doesn't like her anymore. She just, yeah, she becomes Holding so up popular. signs with your name. She becomes so pop- popular, it becomes almost like a worldwide celebrity thing. Yeah, I wish that they had just done a montage of, like, they release a postage stamp with her face on it, time names her teen of the year, you uh, know. Most popular girl. She, yeah, she's elected president briefly, then ambassador to the UN. And there's a, there's, but, I mean, popularity has its advantages, too, right? There's a comic book too, right? made about her, the teen president. Teen pre- yeah. And then uh, aliens land, <laughs> just want to meet her, shake her hand, then they leave, you know. What kind of aliens? Let's go. Uh, let's say female aliens. <laughs> wow. Okay, I like that. It's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a lot of legs in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of teen girls showing, or actresses who are supposed to be teens in the movie showing their legs off. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. But, oh, uh, will so we? Be, we'll so creep you out, listeners. Had, it wasn't all disadvantages, though, right? No, no, no. It wasn't no. all like a trail of tears. No. It had its moments. No, Native it was not. Got it was not the forced migration of Native Americans from no, their homes. It was much happier. by by the Andrew Jackson administration. No, yes. uh, but I so believe, she she. Get, I mean, she gets the love of her life. Yeah, Brad. She they get they go to, to a, like they, go, they go to an abandoned house yep. and make the shit out. Yeah, they do a lot. Do of Do they just out. make out or like it? It seems almost implied that they make love. Maybe I mean you never you they always have their shirts on and you never see them do anything more than well, kiss. Brad doesn't. Brad takes his shirt off. But he's still no. wearing a black undershirt. Yeah, he's got like oh, a. I mean, it's like a muscle shirt. Like They're doing some the the serious side. tongue kissing though. I'll there was you. real tongue kissing. That was not stunt kissing. Yeah, that was his tongue. You can see go into her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was full, <laughs> full penetration. <laughs> he was he was looking for something in there. Yeah, wager. probably a hidden treasure mm-hmm. or the secret to her witch powers <laughs> or the secret uh, of Witch Mountain. <laughs> No, they would have escaped from that. <laughs> he wasn't able to. I don't think he was no, he able to steal to either that. of those things, though. I mean, he didn't come up with a DVD, uh, The Secret of Witch Mountain. <laughs> Nor did so, he get, seem to get any magical so it's, powers. It's from escape his to out. Witch Mountain. So, Witch Mountain is like a retreat you go to when life just gets a little too hectic. Yeah. yeah. Guess, yeah. Oh, I've got to escape to Witch Mountain. The weird thing about it is, it's a lot like an abandoned house on the top of a hill surrounded by sunflowers. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that's exactly exactly what it is. Uh, so, what does she do? Uh, she goes to Zelda, Rub- Zelda Rubenstein, who previously has used uh, Louise's powers to turn a frog into a man. Uh, mm-hmm. That she, it's implied rapes, and <laughs> and she's used uh, her powers to redo her house in a horrible, ultra modern style. Yeah. Uh, well, Louise feels bad. She refuses to go to the dance with Brad. But then at the dance, she goes, she takes off her amulet, which was just stage costumery, but apparently has magic powers now, mm-hmm. and Brad dances with her. Roll credits. <laughs> really yeah. doesn't... Everything's doesn't resolved con- <laughs> without being resolved. Nothing's resolved. All the- and she has made... It, there's a whole subplot where her only real friend among the faculty is the theater teacher, played by Marsha Wallace, because of a wish that... You may she- know as the voice of Mrs. Krabappel on The Simpsons. Yes, uh, because of a witch that Louise made, uh, the theater a teacher... Witch? <laughs> a witch. 
because of a witch that she made. Yeah, to keep okay. the witch hunters off like her a trail. <laughs> yeah, to stop Vincent Price, the conqueror worm, from burning her at the stake. Mm-hmm. Uh, the devil rides out. Yep. Day of Wrath. Uh-huh. Witch movies. Uh, <laughs> the Crucible. <laughs> there's no real witches in the Crucible. <laughs> Whatever. Or are there? So uh, Arthur Miller originally wanted to end that play with uh, <laughs> the end, or is it? Question mark. Mm-hmm. But and he then didn't. one of the one of the witches flies over the audience on a broom. Yeah, just throwing candy <laughs> <laughs> and saying "Happy Halloween, everybody." <laughs> Anyway, what throwing out packs of Salem's. And going, Get it? Get it? Smoke them if you got them, and now you do. So anyway, there's the Anyhow. theater teacher because of a wish that Louise makes. The theater teacher properly. wins the lottery, and an Argentinian baron uh, uh, count. Count Argentinian count is not a not a baron. <laughs> Sorry, a lower nobility. Yeah, uh, sweeps her away. And as a result, Louise has to direct the high school show, I guess, which is something, some kind of magic play. Oh, fucking no. And uh, the star I think breaks. It might have been Shakespeare, some sort of. Uh... Some sort of magic Shakespeare? Mm hmm. Yeah. Shakespeare's The Crucible? Yeah. Now, the thing about it is, okay, she But even she that, becomes, the play we she's never like see. She's like a teenager, right? And this is a normal world. A teen witch. She's a teen witch, but in her world. Being a witch is kind of different, right? Not everybody's a witch. This isn't fucking Harry Potter, right? Yeah. How does she figure out she's a witch again, guys? Zelda Rubenstein tells her. Okay, so it wasn't when she magicked away that dude who never showed up again. Oh, yeah. Wait. Hold on. I guess she wished him into the cornfield? <laughs> yeah, that's right. She she goes to a, a different dance, the Harvest Dance. Sure. Uh, she goes with the popular girl's cousin, who is a nerd who smokes pot and is really gropy and grabby... And says mm-hmm. stuff like, hey, baby, come on. You're you know, describing like, me from high school, Elliot. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Okay, continue. So it's a couple different archetypes rolled into one. They're driving around in the bad part of town. A threefer, we call it. <laughs> a threefer. He's a triple threat. And uh, in that he is inappropriately grabbing her. And uh, that's the threat part. Threatening. He, she says... Which doesn't she say leave me alone? Yeah, I just I wish you would I wish you would just leave me alone. Yeah, and he disappears except for his glasses, which have to fall to the ground to show that he's not there anymore. Yeah, he pixelates for a moment. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, why did you and know, then, why did the 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 wish you know uh, apply to his clothes but not his glasses? That's what I want to know. It's a good question. Maybe uh, I think it's because glasses. Glasses. that might be. Yeah, they might be the enchanted glasses of Goromore. I think it's because, uh, first of all, glasses are unnatural. They're not in God's design, unlike mm. clothes, because he need, we need to cover our bodies. That's true, modesty. So um, you're saying that God meant for some people to just have bad eyesight. Yes. So me and Elliot is what <laughs> and you're talking about. We're tampering in yes. God's domain by affixing lenses to Yon eyes uh-huh. to with which to see the truth of reality. It's so opposite Harrison Bergeron. You're a Christian scientist is what you're saying. I He's a Christian optometrist. <laughs> so she sends this guy to the Phantom Zone, and he never returns, <laughs> Never. Right? No, we never see him again. He never crosses well, no, he, back over. No, this is the prequel to Superman 2. That is General Zod. <laughs> No shit. Yeah. Well, it's probably w- how he got such a bad attitude. It was when he was still private first class Zod. <laughs> okay. Uh, and but also she drives his car home. Is that a, is that a commission position or? <laughs> well, I mean, private's not, but he must have at some point. Do they have to go uh, to an academy? Yeah. Okay. Zod Academy. Zod Academy. <laughs> That's how he got <laughs> in. Probably, family name. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm finally gonna get into ZA. <laughs> <laughs> Old Zod. Zod on it. my evil scholarship. But and also, no one ever comes looking around for his car. No. So well, she just leaves it. Yeah, 
just I, Wait, I wasn't that there a should have been a, there should have been a scene where she pushes the car over a cliff <laughs> to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> well, she should have pushed it. It'd be great if like later on, like she switches on the radio. The search continues for a missing local team. <laughs> or like there's He's described just a guy as nerdy newspaper in the background as she walks by. What she should have done is push the uh, the car off a cliff and then after it hit the bottom, use magic to make that disappear. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not the writer of Teen Witch, you know? If only. If only. I think if I had, I would have been like nine years old. So there probably would have been a little more boobs and a few more monsters. Well, there's the there's a scene in which um, all of the ladies in the movie, basically all of the ladies, yeah. uh, all the teen ladies. When they, when they take a break from loving Cool James. There are... They're in the locker room, sure. That's dancing around with their leotards on, singing a song like a about scene. how much they like boys. Yeah, to the camera though, right? Yeah, to the camera. But they're establishing to the audience that they that they're straight. Yeah. Okay. This um, was the eighties, and uh, every once in a while, Robin... lesbianism was rampant. Oh yeah, that was a, it. Was a national craze <laughs> slash plague slash crisis. Yeah. yeah. But every once in a while, Robin lively. The American population. And... Fell drastically. Yeah, I mean, as women just thing. stopped having sex with men. Yeah. yeah, there was no, there was no like population, and there was we almost reserved, uh, reverted to cloning. Reverted, yeah, reverted like in the ancient days. <laughs> just like our caveman ancestors who had to clone themselves. It was a very strange musical interlude in the midst of a non-musical. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, would. I don't know if I'd montages. say it was non-musical because you also had. The three-man rap group that That's was true. throughout the movie singing different songs, uh-huh. like the Terry Brother Rappers, or yeah, whatever? or something like that. Yeah, the Terry, yeah, something like that. You had that the girls, the woman at the concert singing the "Never Gonna Be the Same Again" right. song. You had two different dances where there were dances set to music. One where it was a DJ, one where it was a band playing. Right. There were a couple of really long montages of her being popular. Yeah, I think this was a musical. I, I think it's a so. stealth musical or stuzical. Yeah. Or Susical. It was the high school musical of its day. Uh, but, yes. But, like, those women... In I have no point the, of reference on this it one. It was the Glee School Susical of its the day. The locker room leotards, I was actually fairly... Sca- they were all fairly scantily clad for the type of movie that this is. I was sort of surprised. There's that. There's a lot of legs. It was a veritable leg show. If I show. recall, all girls in the 80s wore leotards everywhere, basically, though. Yeah, even Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, and Nancy like, there was, like, all the there were like yes. there were a couple of scenes about uh, Estelle Getty about sex education. Clara Peller. Like, sure. <laughs> there's one sex ed scene that Ruth didn't Buzzing. even. Uh, <laughs> if I recall, Grandma Moses. Oh God. There's one scene that, if I recall, did not even involve our like lead actress. It was just like, oh, now we're gonna cut to a sex ed scene. A guy's gonna say a yeah, lot of different right. words that mean penis. And then there's gonna be like talk about a condom, and then the and then an umbrella will open suggestively. <laughs> yeah. And then, like later on, there's the big uh, sexy makeout party. It just seemed like this was actually a fairly like eroticized uh, film for a movie that seemed like it was like it could have been a Disney Channel production for twelve year old girls. Well, that they wanted to get that PG thirteen rating. Yeah, I guess so. Trying to ramp up the audience's uh, excitement levels too. Mm-hmm. I think they were. This was this was going to usher. Uh, both girls and men. Well, it was the rare the, crossover the film. Flower of uh, adulthood. It was the rare crossover yeah. film where they were trying to get both the teen girl audience and the regular porn theater attendee audience. <laughs> sure. Now those two quadrants. How long? Uh, how long after Teen Wolf did this movie come out, Dan? Well, so this was in eighty nine. Teen Wolf was what eighty four because it was right before Back to the Future. I, I certainly hope that Teen Wolf was before Back to the Future. I, actually, I know he shot it before Back to the Future. 
because well, I because in there were some countries where Teen Wolf was released after Back to the Future, and so they retitled Teen it. Wolf The Boy from the Future. Really? Because T- Back to the Future had been such a huge hit. See, I was gonna I was even say like, oh, they retitled it The Time Traveling Werewolf, but <laughs> <laughs> there might have been somewhere they called it that. But that's amazing. But I think Teen Wolf was like right before Back to the Future, so. That'd, but be, this a, that'd is a, be along with the movie Werewolf Party that you you talked about in the last episode. Yeah, the uninvited. <laughs> it's where you go to Elliot's wedding. Uh huh. Okay, you're not on the guest list. Right. Everybody there is a werewolf, and they devour you. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Then, that'd be like and then the rock song tr- Werewolf Party plays over the credits. Sure. Or the the song Werewolf Bar Mitzvah from Thirty Rock. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to avoid intellectual property theft. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but you'll steal my wedding. Well, yeah. <laughs> Your wedding's in the public domain. What? <laughs> it hasn't been 75 years. <laughs> Feels well, like you, it, though, huh? Oh, tell me about it. I see it. the way you're touching that ring. Oh, boy, yeah. If only I could tear it off my finger. It weighs heavily, right? On my soul. It's like, it's like Atlas holding up the world. Yeah, except worse. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking for that Heracles to hand that burden <laughs> off to, huh? But then he's just going to trick me into taking it again. That's the thing. So, guys, structurally. But I was going to say, <laughs> you still had, I mean, teen, teen supernatural movies are nothing new. Even Teen Wolf was not new. There was I was a teenage werewolf years earlier. I was a teenage Frankenstein. So I don't know if that. And there was Sabrina the Teenage Witch who'd been in the comics for years before this. The, fun, the funnies in the funnies, yeah, in the funny okay. papers where I would see you <laughs> <laughs> if I was leaving. <laughs> Be weird. <coughs> but um, so structurally, I was gonna say, guys, this is a oh a Robert a McKee classic. I mean, the way that uh. You know, like the conflicts really come to a head. You know, like she really comes and she hits a real low point. More before, sarcasm, before. <laughs> and the st- and the stuff that they bring up in the first act, mm-hmm. it's all payoff in the third act. <laughs> oh yeah, and at the end, like all conflicts are resolved through like a really like heroic act of will by our main character. Okay, now what about this? <laughs> Let me play devil's advocate here. Okay, what if? This movie you are is, wearing a red shirt, so I think that's appropriate. Yeah, well, it's because I, I, I'm a devil's advocate at Target. Okay. <laughs> it's because you're literally the devil's advocate. You're his lawyer, you're on call. <laughs> <laughs> and I wear a red shirt instead of a suit for some reason. <laughs> the devil requires it. Uh, and he wears Prada anyway, so yeah. I look terrible next to him. I heard that somewhere. Um, buddy, I'm halfway started in that movie. Oh, yeah, my buddy. Your pal. Yeah. Didn't you guys date or something? Nope. Anyway, <laughs> what if... There's something admirable about a movie that isn't a slave to structure okay. in which it isn't resolved at the end so cleanly because life isn't so cleanly resolved at the end. <laughs> I'm listening. But, but the problem with this film is uh, everything is resolved cleanly, it, or, but, but for no, no reason. But nothing is resolved. <laughs> like uh, She's still end, popular. She didn't undo the popularity she spell. She didn't undo the popularity spell. Brad's still into her. Uh, her hair still looks great. Yeah, she just throws the amulet away, but as we pointed out, I don't know, like, to what degree the amulet had anything to do with it, because she was just a witch on her 16th It might have been like a Dumbo's feather type situation. Yeah, but... Cause, yeah, cause it was like se- a feather or a fetish. The scene before this, Zelda Rubenstein said, powers. the real magic is believing in yourself. Yeah. And if you can do that, you can do anything. But she said... Which I wanted her to say, like Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly believed in himself, and look what he accomplished. Now... Early on, she had to make an effort to wear the the frumpy clothing that her mother bought her. Yes. But then she switched over using magic to just wear super sexy clothes. And there was never any point where... Or a lot of tulle. Yeah. Like, you know... What? She wore tutus, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, 
it was never. I, I it was mean, never Stuart really, and I are straight, so we had trouble yeah, figuring out. It was what never really addressed uh, that why she didn't just wear those clothes in the first place, like because she didn't believe in herself. Oh, she thought she she, she was she using the magic, magic to be able to wear hot denim skirts. She was using the magic as a crutch to change stems. herself. Yeah, she just, to show I mean, off her getaway stakes. She told Brad she couldn't go to the dance with him. Then she goes and talks to Zelda Rubenstein, who doesn't really like. No, doesn't really make any change her mind or change anything. Is that the scene where she sits? And then at the end, she comes. Yes, in. where Zelda says, "Sit down," and Louise sits down on Zelda's lap, and then they laugh, and then they get up, and then Louise sits down, and Zelda sits down on Louise's lap. Hilarious! Yeah. It's a little bit of physical humor because Zelda's. Well, they're small. trying to lighten the mood because <laughs> that was a pretty tough scene. That's true. By that point, the movie had become a tragedy. Almost. But, I mean, this like, is turned it around. This is the Blue Angel. This is the bleakest of German early sound film. But you know, she just she says that she can't go to the dance. This <laughs> diary and then of a lost girl. She goes to the dance, and then everything's fine. And uh, her friend. She changed is... her mind. People can't change their minds. Come on. <laughs> her That's fr- her friend's mad. At, her friend's <laughs> mad at her for being popular, and then at the end of the movie, I guess her friend is still mad at her. Like, friend finds love in the hands of the crazy rapping guy. Okay. And she doesn't need a friend anymore because she's found her best friend, her love. And she realizes after getting laid, she's <laughs> got to stop being so uptight, man. Yeah, that's true. Chill the fuck out. Who cares? <laughs> so I want to ask a question. What would the? <laughs> yeah, you can just ask it. I mean, you don't have to. No, I'm, presen- it. I'm presenting it. I'm presenting. I want to take the- a sip of water. The audience at home, Elliot, is taking a sip of water. We'll put. Put- we'll foley those sound effects in later. Um, <laughs> that's nice sipping water sound effect. <laughs> Drink. Really gross. Um, Glorp. No, I want to. I want to present it to the table, though. I want to like. I want to really put this out. What? Call the meeting to order. Okay. Let's. Is the what would the modern equivalent of this movie be? And by that I mean this movie is so. This movie is so of its time. This movie is really. It really revels in being. A movie from 1989, like this, might as well be like the Wedding Singer. Like they're yeah. like they're making a joke out of the fact that this was made in 1989, except for it actually is made in 1989. And I've Drew time... Barrymore was in both movies, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> well, she did not play the brother in this movie. They and look a lot. Of they alike. don't look I'm at all check alike. The IMDb page. I just have a hard time. This and... is a time capsule, is what you're saying. Yeah, but I also have a hard time. Of a more imagining... innocent time, pre Clinton. <laughs> I have a hard time imagining like a, a modern day like young person's film that is also like this. Like, I think if totally it, bereft, like this totally like of the moment, but also totally bereft of irony. I think about anything. If you look at High School Musical twenty years from now, I think you'll see the yeah. same thing. Okay, the Bratz movie or the Bratz movie for that matter. Face. <laughs> uh, top that, Dan. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah, I think you you don't yet have the. Uh, distance to see what people are going to remember the 90s for teen which just happens to have a lot of the things that we remember the 80s for which is the kind of clothes and the kind of dancing and oh it's an amazing it's just a real there are plenty like, of movies that are like a very visual dictionary there are plenty like a movie like you know gremlins yeah. is also very much of the 80s but we don't think of it in the same way as an 80s time capsule because it's the things that are eighties about are not it's more quite like a the same. monster time. Well, but also, like but <laughs> what also, monsters were like in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, part part of it for me though is what I'm saying is like this is such an irony free uh, kids. I think if you film, watch the High School Musical and... movies, I don't think they they have a developed sense of irony. Yeah, those people are genuinely singing about how happy or sad they are. Yeah, I did. There is something refreshing about the fact that it is irony free. That like 
there are relatively few moments where they feel like they have to like wink at the audience or mm-hmm. you know it's stupid but what know, are you talking about there's that hilarious scene so you're where the voodoo like... doll gets thrown into the washing machine uh, and the guy has to walk through the the, the car oh wash my God, i forgot that part yeah it really has nothing to do so with the So you're saying movie. there's like a certain naivete about it. Yes, yes, you could say that, yeah. It's like folk art. It's unsophisticated. Sure. Uh, okay. We all agree. Teen Witch. Resolved. I guess we should... Uh... Resolved. Teen Witch is a movie. <laughs> I guess we On to the next order of business. Make our final judgments. I'll run through this fast. We all know what it is. Is this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you actually liked? Do we don't have any... When is this episode going to run? This is technically still a Shocktober episode. Yeah, so it isn't it scary. scarily bad or okay, was this, frightfully uh, good or was this, spookily good was bad? This, was this frightfully funny? Uh, was it uh, totally scarifying or was it totally snorifying? <laughs> I think those were the <laughs> categories. I don't even know what they correspond to. None really. really makes sense <laughs> for this one. Yeah. Which one? Which one is closest to half a wormy apple, <laughs> or two and a half boners? <laughs> Wait, two and a half boners is half a wormy apple? Like two and a half boners is a lot of boners. <laughs> two and a half but boners out of how many boners? Good, if I get one boner from a movie, that's a pretty sexy movie. No, but it's not based on human boners. It's a scale. <laughs> so, and then you might as well just use stars. Because if I'm basing it exclusively on the single boner, like, yeah, I'm a human being. I only have a single boner. No, no. Like, but I would mean, I like, have to base it on the different degrees that my man, boner is able to achieve? <laughs> I mean, the, I guess it depends on your refractory period, during, how many you can have during a movie. Well, if, this was, if this was, say, like an episode, uh, this was, say, an issue of Penthouse, you would base it on the level of boner you've achieved. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what the, you, you're not no, agreeing Dan with him. Gets it, Dan gets no, he it. doesn't. Dan gets it, Ellie. Don't worry. I was it. talking. I'll forget okay, it. So, Ellie. So, how many boners do you give it? <laughs> Fifty-two boners. <laughs> but it's out of a scale of a million. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to cheapen the experience by telling them how many boners it's out of. I'm going to let the audience decide how you many can, boners it's that, out. That's no frame of reference. They don't know how good or bad the movie is. Isn't it, though? No. no. No, but they have to compare how many boners I say to how many boners they think I would say if it was an amazing movie. That doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> Chill out. So I would say it was totally scarifying. You know what? I actually... <laughs> you heard it here first. Stuart Wellington says Teen Witch is totally scarifying. <laughs> So you can check the internet right now, guys, and uh, it's already probably been updated. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's already on the DVD box. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it wasn't that boring. There was enough weird stuff going on. Uh, Drew Barrymore got turned into a dog. <laughs> uh, there's that uh, voodoo doll sequence. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. I enjoyed it. So totally scarifying boners. <laughs> Elliot. Yeah, it was totally bonerfying. <laughs> Uh, I would. I wish you wouldn't just rip off what I do. <laughs> That's cool. I would. I would also say that it was. It's not a good movie, but there is a certain. There's an enjoyableness in how, like at every time you think something's going to happen, a different thing happens, and it usually involves a bad song or dance number of some yeah. kind. And I know that this this movie holds a special place in the hearts of many that I know. So, I. Yeah, I you see said it. a girl showed you this movie. Yeah, but uh, on a date. 
I'm not. Listen, I can't. I'm not a tale teller. <laughs> this ring on my finger is like a uh, is a it's cone solemn, of silence. Luckily, I am a tale teller, so I'll tell that story another time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's been watching you for years. <laughs> uh, but I would say it was what, what not snorifying. Okay, it's it's not a good it's movie, but it is it is a fun movie in in a the way of it makes no sense and it's very eighties ish. For someone who grew up in the '80s, it's a, it's an, a special treat. Yeah, I'll go with the. Uh, I, I guess frighteningly funny is the good bad. Uh, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I'll go with that one because I, I was frightened by how funny I thought it was. It is. I t- started to worry. Yeah, Not I mean, really. like this has like a certain amount of a uh, a bad movie cult behind it, and I think that you know it's no, you know it's it's no uh, it's no troll two in like the annals of like recent. It's not uh, one of the heavy hitters of bad, bad movies, movies that yeah, have like a cult behind. But it's, it's no the room. It's it's no the room certainly, but uh, of those of those like it's recent, no crash. Uh, sort of <laughs> canon of bad movies. Program? No, not this. I show. thought it was pretty good. I you know it's uh, it moves along. It's it's funny. It does weird stuff, and it is an amazing time capsule. Um, you know. Back when girls dressed properly like girls. <laughs> Everyone, even the extras in the movie are dressed amazingly. Just have the craziest out 80s outfits on. Yeah. Costuming was really well done. Yeah, they, it should have won an Academy Award for costumes. Yeah, clearly. When the measure of a woman was her shoulder pads. Shoulder pads, the shortness of her ruffled skirt. Yeah. Whether there was a tutu on top of that skirt. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I got some papers here. Okay. Uh oh, our We've been annual through. evaluations. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird if, if Dan just handed us subpoenas. Stuart, great. Elliot needs improvement. Oh. What? What? This place is a sham. It says Elliot fart sound effect. <laughs> weird. It says here Elliot wah wah. Um. So this one says this is from Alex. Last name withheld. Says, dear Flophouse, congratulations to Elliot on his wedding. Oh, thank you. It what? was the best day of my life. Much more importantly, he says. I hey, disagree. Up. She's already married you, Elliot. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. Oh, yeah, she, I, <laughs> a lovely, lovely woman. I could not see her sitting through one of these. <laughs> nope. Um, much more importantly, what can he tell us about his experience writing for Age of Heroes number four? Oh, it was a, it was a dream. That's what I can tell you. Is that all you can well, tell us? I mean, you're sitting Are on you piles of money as we speak. Oh, yeah. All well, because of that, right? If you want a high-paying gig, if you want to be set for life, an eight-page story in a Marvel anthology story, uh, series is the way to go. I imagine there's a certain amount of like confidentiality you need to maintain when you're behind. Um... I guess. I mean, it was a very smooth process. It was. I, wrote, I, I sold them the story idea, and then I wrote the first draft. They asked for a little, couple changes. I wrote the second draft, and then it went to the artist and... Uh, Brendan McCarthy worked his magic on it, and everything came out great. You know, it was a very it was a very smooth experience. <sighs> could you could you try and come up with some backstage drama? Could you make? Uh, up oh well, sort of... okay. Well, they demanded changes, and I said, "No way! The story is my baby. I don't uh, change nothing." Sure. So that then what like happened? You. Yeah, yeah. Then they hire some hack to rewrite it. Yeah. Make the changes. Suddenly, it's not even my work. I demanded they take my name off it. And the in, uh-huh. the Inuit 
uh, Anti-Defamation League got involved. I'm surprised they didn't get involved. Well, they, they really showed that little... test audience, right, of Inuits. Yeah. And they were up in arms. <laughs> they, showed the, they showed the comic book to a test audience. <laughs> they they re- made it in a motion comics form. <laughs> they showed it. They shot a short film based on the story. Yeah, motion comics, so they could all read it on their iPads. <laughs> but it's I on their Inuit pads. Oh, okay. I stands for Inuit. Oh, no kidding. A lot it's of people made wanted out of meat? Yes, it's made out of blubber. Okay. And seal meat. Uh but I I'm it was a it was great and I'm actively trying to sell Marvel on more stories and there's one that I'm working on now that uh might go along, but who knows. Well now that you're a celebrity that should make it a lot easier. It should help that I'm a, a gawker celebrity with a with a huge Twitter following. Well I for one Look forward to hearing more, Elliot. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. read it. Thank uh, you more for, about the Marvel Universe Thank you, you, Stuart, for implicitly <laughs> cutting me out of that. <laughs> well, yeah, Dan, I mean, what, Dan, what's your problem? Why don't you I, want to hear more? No, I, Stuart's I such a supportive friend, no. and you're just sitting here judging me. I said me. I for one, because I'm the only one who cares no, about Elliot. I'm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just thank, me. Thank you for finally showing me that. I mean, the, the scales thing. have fallen off my eyes. Dan. All right, this one, this uh, email says, hey, guys, I got questions. And it's from Joshua <laughs> Lester. Hey, back <laughs> off, buddy. <laughs> Take a seat. <laughs> no, hello, how are you? That kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's guys the e- taking the familiar with us? <laughs> it's the email equivalent of pushing the door open and sticking his finger in our face. <laughs> Shoving someone else out of the way. Uh, he says, first, where the hell is the review for Marmaduke? When that movie came out, all I could think of was, I can't wait till this film appears on the Flophouse. Please make this dream... And the dream of countless listeners come true. We should make that dream come true. Yeah. I think we could count our listeners. Yeah? Don't don't you do that? I think the listeners should help. They're countable. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> they're less than infinite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, I think uh, our listeners should help us to remember big movies that get released that we forget sometimes. Marmaduke's a good one. Jonah Hex I was thinking of sure. the other day we should definitely oh, do. Sh- I don't want to. <laughs> it's only like eighty-two minutes okay, long. I do want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ha- if you see him, if you <laughs> see your doppelganger, Josh Brolin. I mean, although you, you're, I mean, you're not hideously scarred like he oh, is okay. in that film. Yeah, and it's got my doppelganger, similar. Megan Fox, in it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dan's John doppelganger, Malkovich. a train exploding. <laughs> 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 I'm a very unusual looking guy. <laughs> Just very strange man. Uh, but if if there's a movie that comes out in the theaters and you want to see us flop it and then we forget, remind us. Yeah, because okay. we forget sometimes. We do. We have lives. Second, uh, and I'm implying that you don't. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second, one thing that has always fascinated me with bad movies is something that Stuart brought up before in regard yes. to Forty Days and Forty Nights. His favorite movie. Basically, can you three <laughs> floppers movie ever? Tell me about one movie that you absolutely cannot stand. A film so bad that you could only show it to people as a punishment. And while Stuart has spoken on the subject in the past, I'm sure he can talk about another movie that inspires him to want to punch holes in the wall. By the way, my pick would be Anger Management starring Adam Sandler. I had to leave my friend's house after watching the film since the big reveal made me angry enough to hurt. Also, I totally dug the rotor reference that you made, Elliot. Awesome! Keep up the great work, guys, and have a beautiful Shocktober. So, I was just thinking about Rotor early, earlier today and yesterday. That is also a fantastic bad movie. Rotor? Just, yeah, yeah, just uh, as a side note. Oh, it's got the best robot, I think, in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> it's a robot that talks like a like a, like a a pothead slacker. Yeah. What? Huh? Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> forgetful robot. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, 
Oh, we're talking about movies we movies hate. That we, movies we can't that stay. Movies that only show us punishment. Like, let me just say... Movies we don't like. Before we get into movies that we haven't covered by the Flophouse, I might... I might put uh, Old Dogs and Delgo as the films that I would want to show people if I just wanted to cause them pain. Sure. Yeah, although um, there's something about Whiteout yeah. or 10,000 well, BC that was... boring. Delgo and, and Old Dogs Hey, were Dan, I bad, watched though. your favorite movie the other night. And I, by favorite, is, I mean the movie you hate the most. Yeah, I was gonna this is bring you I was gonna bring up my own film, but you can bring it up on my behalf and uh yeah, I was watching nothing but trouble. Oh, 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 oh just thinking about it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah, I don't know why. It was it was on that Netflix instant watch queue and I just couldn't stop my hand from doing it. I think <laughs> the movie is so miscalculated. As soon as Dan Aykroyd Shows up as like is he both of the yes he's as both of the horribly obese oh, well and John <laughs> Candy is one of them right he's not he's not both of them okay. and no and no it's some other actor because that was an important part of my viewing experience uh, I see. out who played uh, Little Devil I believe was the character yeah name. as uh, <laughs> like the giant man baby yeah the giant, <laughs> like, there's two giant man babies like, isn't it, there a girl played by a guy though uh yes John Candy does play two. Oh characters. okay, that's what I was thinking of. Yes. Okay, yeah it. Uh, I forgot about the man baby. Just... Yeah, there's two of them. <laughs> They're working like a smeltery. <laughs> no, I mean like the movie's terrible before then, but but by the time the man babies <laughs> show up, <laughs> everything it's you realize movie, that this is such a hideously miscalculated movie. It's like, a movie that's like a a trap door, and then you fall into quicksand, <laughs> and you fall through that onto spikes, and then the spikes blow up. Yeah, like except like, less awesome than that. Scene after scene, like yeah, each scene <laughs> is superseded by a more unpleasant scene to follow. <laughs> I think the movie was written by either Dan Aykroyd or his brother. Oh, Dan Aykroyd wrote. He might have co-written it, but he I mean, wrote I think it. it was. I think it was originally a script for the Mousetrap movie. Dan which... Aykroyd, one of the writers of <laughs> Ghostbusters, and and that ghost book that he his dad wrote that he did the introduction for. Yeah, which I saw him speak about. But anyway, but yeah, he well, Dan Aykroyd is hit and miss in that he has had a hit <laughs> and many misses. But like that, there is, is a character with a nose that looks like a penis, though. That's it, true, it's and a, it's and the movie. digital underground does get chewed up by a roller that's coaster, the and their part. bones. No, they spit don't. Out. He lets them go free. The Whose best... bones get spit? Get no, that's, uh, no, that's one of the Baldwins and some other yeah, drug dealers. That's other people. Oh, I got to mix. He's up. entertained by the uh, the hip hop music, so he lets them go. And the digital underground song he, is the best part of the film. He kind uh-huh. of entertains them as well. He uh, <coughs> D- uh, Dan Aykroyd plays like the organ, his bone I guess. Organ. Or, yeah, his no, weird bone he, organ. He doesn't thing. do his Blues Brothers routine did, again. A little bit, a little bit. No, but like, that I is, got it mixed up. Someone gets on a roller coaster and their bones get spit yes. out. Yes. In a weird way, if that was like, if this was an art film, it would be amazing because like it is a really like strangely like it's ter- amazing, terrible a, movie. A valiant, it's, a, it's a valiant attempt to make a comedy in the form of a horror movie. Like, and by that I mean like a genuinely horrifying movie. But that's what's wrong about it. Like this, this movie is much more horrifying than any horror movie. Yeah. Well, oh, because you're seen. looking into Dan Aykroyd's brain, <laughs> it's and it's so terrifying, deeply unpleasant. Yeah, and you stare setting. into the darkness. Mm-hmm. That darkness stares right back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You hunt monsters, you be- they become a monster. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the only thing we have to fear... No. Nope. Hey, I, was, I, <laughs> I, I just I, want to throw out there, I've, I've probably knocked this movie before, but a movie that I would subject people to um, as punishment is, of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, in part because I think the last 40 minutes of that like 70-minute-long movie... Is just Matthew McConaughey and the rest of the cast just screaming at each other. 
It literally is just people screaming and dragging each other around the. Uh, but you finally get to see what would happen if Le- Leatherface and Picard met. That's true, but it's yeah, terrible. Elliot, is there something that you? Uh, I'll you mention just hate so much. Uh, the most recent movie that I had that experience with was Funny People, mm. where I was watching it on DVD and I could not bear to watch the second hour of it. You just have a real problem. So with an hour Judd and twenty Apatow. minutes in, I just stopped. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I'm not a huge fan of his, but this one in particular I found meaningless and pointless mm-hmm. and irritating. But there are other movies, like, but there are even classic movies I don't like. Like, Some Like It Hot I can't watch. You know, I don't find that funny. But these are just movies that you dislike. These aren't movies that... that, that... But I don't like them. But I, well, funny people I would show people as torture. Okay. Right. And then, of course, there's a movie like Slow Bullet, which is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, which is, a yeah, very, which is painful to watch. I mean, funny people is competent... To the degree, no, it is not that uh, reasonable people can disagree. Funny people is an incompetent film. I uh, there are things that I enjoyed. It's poorly about that titled. Film. <laughs> it is incredibly poorly Unless titled. Unless it's ironically in that, titled. It's in not which case funny. It makes it a great title. It's not funny, and there are no people in it. It's not an attempt. Really? <laughs> it's less an attempt to make a comedy and more of an attempt to make a James L. Brooks film. Now, did he do that, or no. was that a worthy goal? Uh, those are questions that cannot be answered. I'd say but... no to both. Um, anyway, but uh, if you but bullet. if anyone is interested in seeing what I consider the worst film I've ever seen in terms of an an, un, an unpleasant viewing experience that is also boring, yeah, uh, then Slow Bullet is the movie to watch. I assume never released on DVD since it's barely available on VHS. It was a it's a film that was produced by a Florida video chain called a Florida video store called I think Big Mama's Home Video, and. It is about a Vietnam veteran uh, dealing with the trauma of his memories after returning to the United States, and uh, it is awful. That's great. It's one of these movies where you're like, this is so bad. Like, why? Oh, like, what? There's nothing they can do now that would make this less pleasant. Oh, okay, well, here's a sex scene where it's just the star's ass thrusting into something for a while. That something is pudding. It does. It does have uh, an all original heavy metal score, okay. um, and there's one song where the the refrain is like "Back in the Nam," but uh, it's a terrible movie. <clears throat> Sounds fantastic. You spend roughly the first 400 hours of it just watching the main character sit around in his basement apartment, moping and mumbling to himself and drinking. That sounds really good. So, guys, uh, now that we've made our anti recommendations. We should do our uh, Uncle recommendations. We should do them. We should do them quickly. <laughs> We're running a little low on time. I'll I'll start. Um, for Shocktober, I'll make a horror movie recommendation. Okay. Uh, a bold play. Zel- <laughs> <laughs> I see your move. Zelda Rubenstein, of course, uh, of the film Poltergeist, a movie. I'm gonna, this is going to be a qualified recommendation. It's a movie that like is looked back on with great fondness by a lot of people. I watched it recently. It gets a little slow in the middle. In the middle, once the the psych the Paris psychologists come in, uh, and there's all this nonsense talk about how spirits are just like you know sad, lonely, like confused, dead people who are hanging around, like which is totally in conflict with the rest of the movie where these poltergeists are horrible <laughs> <laughs> and are just out to cause pain. Um, that's a little uh, slow. And not very interesting, other than the part where the guy pulls his face off. But uh, oh yeah, the movie Face Off. Yeah, <laughs> but the beginning of the film is a great, you know, Spielberg style. Uh, this is uh, suburbia, uh, slow build to you know crazy 
paranormal things happening. And the end of the movie is a fun, you know, industrial like light and magic. Let's pull out all the stops. Crazy uh, freak out. And so I would say, you know, watch the first 45 minutes, skip uh, the next 20, and then watch the end. And you'd have a good time. They could have used a uh, they could use a roller coaster, sending people into a bone stripping machine. <laughs> that would have be <laughs> been better. Yeah. Would have made it makes any movie better. Uh-huh. Uh, any movie. Gonna, what was it going to recommend, Elliot? The Invisible Maniac. Oh yeah, I recommend another horror movie that's totally scarifying. Really uh, about a, a high school Excuse science teacher to see naked ladies. A high school science teacher, scary who naked ladies, somehow manages to make himself invisible, and then he goes about killing a whole bunch of high school students, including a couple of topless chicks. Yes, Dan. A couple, like, <laughs> <laughs> and in the in the process, he's mainly he, using his invisible powers to see naked teenage girls. In in the process, he does some scary things, like he chokes somebody to death with a submarine sandwich. And another guy, <laughs> sounds he, frightening. another guy, he knocks over and then jumps on their head, which explodes like a pumpkin. Yeah, so <laughs> totally terrifying. Directed by the same guy who directed the hazing. Really? Uh, yeah, R- Rolf Kaminsky. Man, that guy, nothing but oh, hits. Rolf the dog. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Rolf, Rolf the the, uh, <laughs> the the Muppet. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, let's do that take again. I believe his uh, his ancestor was Rolf Gang Amadogus. <laughs> <laughs> It is a storied lineage. Mm. <laughs> Elliot, what movie are you recommending? He I'm said gonna... as he walked away from the microphone. <laughs> I think I will recommend uh, another Shocktoberfest scare movie. Uh-huh. I don't remember if this one's been recommended on the show before. Uh, the movie Sandman. I recommended it last week. Oh, you, you did? Well, forget it. Well, I'll, dub- I'll double up that recommendation. I'll double down. I was not here last week, so I didn't hear it. I wasn't there for that one. But <laughs> You didn't bother to listen to it either. It apparently. wasn't up yet. Listen, I'm a busy man. I've got mm-hmm. Twitter followers to follow mm-hmm. with ahead. What's go- are you guys fighting? A little bit, yeah. I'm, okay. Stuart, uh, Dan, and I are breaking up. Is it because of me? Yes. It is. You don't love us enough, man. and you're a bad kid. Um, I'm a bad kisser? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, you said yeah. you weren't going to fucking say that. <laughs> people can hear this shit, dude. I don't know, like four people maybe, but still people. Well, I, I will second the recommendation for Sandman, and then in addition, I will recommend not exactly a scary movie, but a fun movie for a Shocktoberfest. Here's one you can watch with the kids if you mm-hmm. want to. A movie called uh, Son of Frankenstein. It's the third of the Frankenstein Universal, Universal series. With uh, Basil Rathbone. Came before Cousin of Frankenstein. Came before Cousin of Frankenstein and Frankenstein's creepy uncle. Uh, Basil Rathbone as the son of Frankenstein. Boris Karloff in his final appearance as the monster. And Bell Lugosi as an evil uh, kind of thief slash shepherd who was hung for his crimes but the hanging didn't take. So his wow. neck is just kind of bent in a weird way. Uh, and it's a very fun, creepy movie with a kind of irritating kid in it. But otherwise it's very good. Like all kids, am I right, guys? Yep. So, <laughs> on that unpopular note... <laughs> condoms. Wear them shits. We say goodbye that's, to Shock. Well, Taylor. that's the end of your community service, Stuart. You, find, <laughs> you did it. It's always a little sad when another Shocktober ends. Oh, well, we'll always have Shockvember. <laughs> uh-huh. I think you made the same joke last year. Did I? Yep. And then...
Sex-ember. Because, yeah, oh, we don't, wow. we're don't. we not going to watch any we more. We should horror. watch, like, sexploitation sexploitation films in December. We should make more themes. Sure, yeah, we'll do more themes. We'll, 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 because no, that's we'll what November our listeners be. probably like, is yeah. theme is themes. shows. Yeah, November, the theme can be bad movies. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for being or here. Or turkeys. Nice. That shit is hilarious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you got to patent that shit quick before... <laughs> I don't have... What would I patent there? <laughs> you patent... It's what not you just an invention. Said. No, go, well, listen to it again. You can just patent what you said. I don't think that's how it works. For the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I continue to be Elliot Kalen. Good night. Yay. <laughs> Man, I was on fire tonight. That's why I am a fan of the KC Royals, because they will always be bad, and I never really have to pay attention to them. Sure. And they are like the baseball equivalent of the Uncanny X-Men. Exactly, yeah. Well, Wolverine plays for them. They do a fastball special. Bo Jackson played for them, right? Yeah, he was like a mutant because he could play more than one sport. He was the best at every sport, I believe. He was actually mediocre well, he knows, at, at He both. knows the sports. The game, they never uh, made any claims for him. <laughs>